creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. The house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a spree, the Adams family. Hey everybody, welcome to a Halloween special episode of Rabbit Ears. I am Ashley, duh. I didn't dress up as anything, although I do have my Hocus Pocus shirt on. And I've got with me, of course, the horror guy, Gerald. Gerald, welcome back. (laughs) Hello, hello. The horror guy, eh? You, you are the horror. Everybody oh, else man. is trying to bite on your horror guy status. Well, Everybody's trying to like ride the coattails. <laughs> that's cool. I'll take it. Yeah, thanks so you much. Are thanks patented. so much for having me. You're very welcome. I well, so I think I reached out to you at least a month ago because I was like October. I want to do something kind of spooky, kind of like you know, because there's a lot for October that you can pick TV series right, wise. Not right. so much like for Christmas or Thanksgiving, but October. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones to choose from. There so. Is, yeah. I'm excited. Today well, we, we were talking about, you probably, if you read the episode description, we're talking about 1964's The Addams Family. So yeah. this is the oldest show that we've ever done on this series. Oh, really? My I, show. I was actually yep. going to ask about that. But you know, we had, you and I were initially going to do Dexter and we probably still will at some point. Oh yeah. But it was just so daunting to get through because I, I love to rewatch them, you know, or try to at least. And there's just so many hour-long episodes of Dexter that I'm like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> okay, so here's the difference. You are still working, and you have children. Yeah. So you, I am looking for like big chunks of time, like the like shows that eat up a lot of that because I've got a uh, lot. Okay. Legitimately, like this month, I already rewatched yeah. all three seasons of Stranger Things. I've watched a season of Supernatural, the first season of American Horror Story. Okay. I watched. Um, what the hell else? Well, you, Haunting of Hill House again for the third time. Did you do the Bly Manor yet? We are five episodes into Bly Manor. Okay. I'm having to fucking pace that because of Dan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Netflix and Swill. And then I've watched a lot of movies too. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, you know my situation because we know each other personally, but just the, the kids and their homeschooling. And then I have the baby as well. And like you said, I've been working basically six days a week since COVID started. Fuck that so, shit, dude. you know, <laughs> that's, I mean, I was a movie guy to begin with, but I guess COVID really kind of just took away all my TV time because I just don't have the time for it. A movie, you, you're 90 minutes, you're in and out. Yeah. Um, and TV, I just, you know, my wife and I used to watch so many shows together pre-COVID, um, but in the last when you year, actually... we just haven't been able to. Well, because decompression isn't a thing for parents anymore. Right. Like, you right. don't get that time... Unless it's like when you're pooping or sleeping, and even then that's not guaranteed. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. Oh my God. Yeah. I I literally, COVID has been like that time where I've really been happy with the life choices that I've made. That's good. To not have kids, because like I wouldn't, <laughs> Anyang was know, testing weird. me enough. It's weird. I mean, it's one of those things where I just like, I'll wake up at six, you know, when they're like jumping on my head and their diaper or whatever. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Uh, and then, but you know, then once I'm up and I'm with them and I, you know, it's just, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's just one of those things. It's just like, you just, you just don't know till it happens, but there's nothing like it. And it comes with so many ups and downs and not being able to watch TV 
is a first world problem. So I, I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll take the trade off there. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. My sister just had her first kid. So like I've been seeing just through her experience how much of a fucking commitment it is and i'm like i am good yeah dude. <laughs> yeah no i get that believe me oh my god for halloween do you know what they're dressing up their little girl as no. fucking ruth bader ginsburg they oh, got her a black onesie with great. the lace collar that's great. and then the glasses and the gavel and little like stick on green pearl earrings that is really cool and then somebody should go as pence with the fly on his head too Ugh, I don't think <laughs> literally the shortest of straws ever oh, would have man. to be drawn. Speaking of, I actually, when I was a kid, I dressed up as Morticia for Halloween. Oh, I was nice. like eight years old and I made my dad dress up as Gomez. That's awesome. You know, we're, my son and I saw the animated Adams Family when it came out last year, like the remake they did or whatever. And mm-hmm. that was his kind of introduction to the Adams Family. And he watched some of these episodes with me. So. He, oh, awesome. he was really into it. He was kind of like asking me questions about different characters and who my favorites were. And I could tell he was really kind of interested in it, which being black and white, I mean, it's hard to get, you know, modern kids attention with that stuff. But they're used to a lot of like bright, yeah. and active things. Yeah. Like, But this show, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun too much. Like my dad, we always had like Nick at Night and stuff like that. And actually another Halloween, I was in Dora from Bewitched. So like mm-hmm. that was kind of a staple in my house. A lot of this um, TV and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of it has could easily transition to this generation. Like sure. a lot of a lot of the jokes were still landing. Well, not all of them, but a lot of the jokes were still landing for me. And it's pretty fucking great. It is. FYI. It is. And what I noticed as I was rewatching it, because much like you, obviously it was reruns, right? Because I was born in mm-hmm. 70, 75 and it was long gone by then. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the Nick at Night reruns and my folks being into it. I can remember specifically my granddad was into it. And uh, I remember he would have it on reruns and stuff. And the Andy Griffith mm-hmm. and the Andy Griffith show would come on right after it. That's a North Carolina staple, baby. Uh, right. So I can remember watching Adam's family and Andy Griffith with my granddad a lot when I was a young boy, but rewatching them now, I, it was one of those things where like it progressively got better. Like I felt like the first few episodes in the beginning, and I know we might get specifics here in a minute, That's but, fine. uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little slow and I, the laugh track bothered me. And like, I was just kind of like, oh man, this is not holding up. But as it See, went I, on, I really, I thought it got better and better. You and kind this, of like got the vibe and like, yeah. you kind of got in like that. You got used to all of the cliche and kitschy things that right, right. were groundbreaking probably at that time. Yeah. I kind of nestled in, I guess, you know, and I was kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then, you know, by the second season, it was kind of like, you know, endearing. It, with the stuff that kind of annoyed me in the beginning, I was kind of like into. <laughs> so it grew, okay. it grew on me as, as it went on, I guess. That's fair. Um, okay, well, before we get crazy into everything, you already said you haven't been watching much TV. What have you seen that you want to tell people to watch at all since the last time we talked? You know, well, you like to do TV, and I, and I don't watch. I don't have to. I just said you don't have to limit it to oh, TV. You okay. can do anything. Were you not listening, uh, old man? I was. I just feel bad because I know it's a TV podcast. I don't give podcast. a fuck. Listen, everybody <laughs> who's in my position, they are not. They're looking for anything worthwhile to watch. So help the people out. Well, I, it is October, and I'm assuming they're tuning in because you know they're into Halloween Ooh. or horror or spooky stuff or whatever. But uh, you know, I've been doing nothing but horror movies. I mean, really in my life, <laughs> but yeah, particularly in October. So, you know, if you have access to Shudder, there's some great original content on Shudder. And I just saw, I saw this movie last night actually called The Mortuary Collection, which is an anthology film 
uh, where you know the the mortuary they he tells like all these different stories they're a little like one-offs you know like 10 15 minute kind of episodes but it was mm-hmm. it was really creepy it was really well done it was kind of like a modern version of like tales from the crypt okay that was really cool and then i would definitely recommend catching out um jim cummings new movie called the wolf of snow hollow too which is at its core is a werewolf movie uh okay it's been dubbed as fargo meets the howling uh, so it's like a cop murder mystery, kind of, but with a werewolf at the center of it. It is, uh, you would have to pay for the rental or go see it in the theater because it just got released. But that was really, really good, too. Th- those two I enjoyed a lot in the last week that I've seen. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for that segment, then. Well, Sweet. yeah, uh, I guess. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I've, watched, I've been watching a lot of Halloween movies. I did get a chance to watch. I've, I haven't watched the first Adams Family again. But, like, on Freeform, they have all of those 31 days of Halloween. Yeah. So I've been going on and, like, recording on the DVR so then I can fast forward through the commercials. Well, you know, you, you're you having me for Adam's Family, right? Which is which is a blast. It was really cool to revisit that. But you were mad at me last week. Do you want to tell everybody why you were mad at me? Because what you had to watch? Motherfucking <laughs> Halloween Rob Zombie bullshit. Between that and having oh, to watch man. Tim Allen fucking rewire America. Like, I have never been. Yeah, I'm that was sorry. A terrible I, I'm weekend. not. Uh... I don't know. I just threw those zombie movies into Dan, Dan and I's to-do list. because I don't, Yeah, but you guys always forget that I'm included in what you make him watch. Yeah, I thought the first one was okay. It was, it was a lot. So, so. It was a lot. It, I mean, you have to remember we were watching the fucking director's cut or whatever oh, that shit God, was. Oh, God, never mind. Yeah, that's horrible. It was fucking harsh. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, yeah that sucks. Yeah, dude, that sucked. Yeah, one scene in particular. What a... Man, of, it was like wow. the, the whole fucking second movie. I was just on my phone. I'm not even lie. Like, fuck this shit. I can't even look because like I don't even like to look at the kills in like the old like the 78 movies. Like, I'm just like, okay. Eh, it's OK. Like, I'm not into the gore that much. And I think like that's something that I've gotten more like when I'm older because I was younger. It didn't bother me. But now I like find myself shying away from it. So like Rob Zombie was like on fucking 20. Like yeah. that shit was a lot. And then like the language, it was just too much. Yeah, no, it was definitely hellbilly. It's like his own genre. It's just It's, it's so, not my jam, yeah, man. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry was, about that. I apologize. Man. And then I had to watch fucking Tim Allen and that was horrific as well. Like, <laughs> well, well. oh man, I'm going back to a dark place. Let's go back to the Adam's family. All right, family. let's go back there. Yeah, sorry. Let's actually, before we go back to the Adam's family, let's go back to 1964. And the other TV shows that premiered that year, one of my favorite old TV shows ever is Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeopardy, I didn't realize, was from 1964. Oh, my God, I didn't either. It was actually. a Merv Griffin joint, apparently. Wow. Okay. Um, the Munsters, which is like yeah. knockoff Adam's Family, if you ask me. And then Underdog, which I used to watch like at my grandparents when I was up there for Thanksgiving. That was the only cartoon that would ever come on up there so i didn't know that was 60s either wow yeah man that's fucking on that and like mighty mouse i think was maybe even 50s like those are the two shows that used to come on that i would be able to watch up there wow well, that's cool um the movies that year fucking this shit's crazy goldfinger mary poppins and my fair lady all came out that year nice and then for my podcast daddy slash i guess i'm not gonna call dan my podcast daddy no for my boy wes <laughs> Santa Claus Conquers the Martians came out that year. And then as a nod to Arrested Development, Kiss and Cousins came out that year, which is referred to in that show when it was good. Kiss and Cousins, the Elvis flick. Yes. Yeah. Good um, for you. Carolyn Jones was in 
uh, an old Elvis movie. It was one of the first movies I remember seeing her in. I'll have, to, huh. I'll have to, I think it might have been King Creole, maybe. I'll have to look it up, actually. But I knew her from that because my dad, my mom and dad used to watch old Elvis movies, like, literally daily. Um, and I remember... That was not a thing in my house. Like, Elvis was not big in my house, but my babysitter when I was a kid, she was fucking crazy about Elvis. Me... And, like, the reason I know any songs from the 50s and the 60s are because we used to listen to Oldies 100.7 anytime we got in the car. So, like, all of the music from this year is very recognizable to me. Although the Beatles, I'm not huge fans of did some crazy shit that year. Like they put out seven platinum albums in 1964. Wow. I was looking to see what the Elvis movie was. Cause it's going to drive me crazy now. Sorry. It was King Creole. Oh my God. I can't believe I was right. You're the smartest yeah, person in the world. I can't believe I remember that. I literally, that was, I was probably 12 when I saw her in that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it since, but yeah. So she was in King Creole in 1958, a uh, popular Elvis film. So, well, other popular music that year, um, You Really Got Me by The Kinks, mm-hmm. The House of the Rising Sun, um, The Times They Are a Changin' by Bob Dylan, Where Did Our Love Go by The Supremes, and then nice. A Fuck Ton by The Beatles, and then The Rolling Stones had their debut album that year as well, so there was a lot of that. Wow, a lot of great music coming out. It huh? was, Dude, I had to fucking streamline. There was a lot. Like It's, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, you were saying 64 was a loaded year. Oh, my God. So then in pop culture, obviously, the Civil Rights Act was signed into law by Lyndon Johnson. Um, the Beatles appeared on Ed Sullivan. Sidney Poitier, Poitier was the first black actor to receive a Best Actor uh, Award for Lilies in the Field. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Surgeon General finally linked smoking with lung cancer. Who knew? Wow. Um, Nelson Mandel- Mandela was jailed. Like, it was a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on in 64, guys. uh, My Fair Lady won Best Picture. Like, it was, yeah. It was like the first James Bond movie, Goldfinger, was out that year. Like, shit was crazy. Wow, seminal year, huh? Yeah, mini skirts were invented. Um, The computer language basic was first created. Like, a lot. Wow, a lot of that stuff I didn't realize was that, that far old? back yeah yeah jeopardy i had no clue oh, me was neither. from 19 fucking me neither if, i mean if if that was I 80s i was gonna say Alex if that Trebek. was a trivia question i probably would have guessed like 82 or something like i would right. i would have been guessing but i would have never thought it was older than like 80s late 70s early 80s hell no yeah hell no all right so the adams family Ran from 1964 to 1966 with 64 episodes, two seasons. Rated a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and it follows the misadventures of a blissfully macabre but extremely loving family. Mm-hmm. Starring John Aston, Carolyn Jones, Jackie Coogan, Ted Cassidy, Marie Blake, Lisa Loring, mm-hmm. and Ken Weatherwax mm-hmm. as Pugsley. Nobody would ever know that. Gerald. What did you enjoy about Adam's family? Well, the nostalgia comes to mind right away. I mean, just, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old watching these with my grandparents and not really caring about them so much back then. They were just kind of background, you know, no mm-hmm. noise. And they were into the reruns. And like I mentioned, Andy Griffith before. And I would kind of, you know, become familiar with these characters on those particular programs. But, I just didn't really care. So, you know, I saw reruns throughout the years and then knew that you and I were going to do this. So I didn't get a chance to watch every single episode leading up to the recording. That's totally fine. But I did kind of pick and choose different ones. Um, You know, I read the little synopsis and I would watch. I watched the first few of each season and 
the last one of each season and just kind of sprinkled in ones in between. And I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just nostalgia because it, Adam's family was so cool. It was such a cool idea. Obviously, it was um, originated in a comic and, mm-hmm. and they kind of, the, the characters didn't even have names in the comic. And that was, get, yeah. that was given to them in the TV show. But you just get to know these characters and they're just so, you know, the point is, is that they're so strange and they're so different uh, that you almost question, like, are they human? Are they alive? Are they from this world? Like, why are they so fucking weird? Like, what's going on in the Adams household? Do you know what I mean? And I thought that was cool that the storytellers and the showrunners never really told you, you know, they were just this really strange kind of interesting group of people, you know? They just are. They just exist. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, I love it. I... Like the first thing that always the fucking theme song for this show mm-hmm. is amazing. Like we used to sing it on the way to school. Like I remember vividly in the kiss and go lane, like my dad driving and singing and doing like the snaps and everything like this song. I, I didn't I don't think I skipped through the theme song once during the 64 episodes. Yeah, same here. I love it. It's, I love it. It's definitely an iconic one, too. I mean, everybody knows it. Oh, yeah. Um, Some of the, stuff, the production design and the set design kind of blew me away. Like the house and all of the little like props and the little oddities and then they like later make a room for it and like everything is just to the nines it looks like a real fucking crazy mansion it does not look like a set yeah yeah and what's cool I mean, like, about it, it looks like a set but like well no it looks like not. a set but what i was gonna say is you're right though the little like odds and ends that are placed around and the different knickknacks are really cool and also it's really interesting that it ran so many episodes because you might think you might think two seasons, like, oh, that's not that much, but it's like 60, what was it, 64 or something episodes? Yeah, it was 34 episodes in season one and 30 in season two. <laughs> yeah, so 64 episodes. And really, it's just in the house for the most part. I mean, they rarely venture outside of Adam's house. You know, here, yeah, you it, here and there they will. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool, too, that it was able to kind of keep that, you know, s- such a centered, like, environment, and that's your whole show is basically in that one place because... You know, even if you think of like like current shows, like, you know, you and I talked about Seinfeld with Paul, you know, that's another Mm -hmm. show where it's like so much of it is right there in Jerry's apartment. You know, there's other stuff going on around New York City, but without Jerry's apartment, 70% of the show is gone. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. So Adam's family is very similar in that way where they kind of stick to what they know, you know? Yeah. The other thing that kind of cracked me up, like I felt like this show, I compared it to Dan, kind of like to Arrested Development in terms of like it's gag after gag after gag. Like, And I didn't expect it to be so quick. But some of the things that cracked me up were like when they would do the shaky camera to, you know, kind of go along with what was on screen Mm -hmm. or like they did like the different sound effects and like the stock footage. They always use the same stock footage of the trains crashing or of the lion going down the stairs and then reversed it for him to run back up like stupid shit like that fucking cracked me up. Right. There was there's a lot of uh, recurring stuff on the show that I love, too, that, you know, the character, you know, like um, when whenever Morticia speaks French. Gomez just like loses his shit, you know? And I love the characters of, of Morticia and Gomez, particularly in this show, but really just in pop culture in general. But particularly in this show, because Carolyn Jones is a divine queen, like walking among us. Oh I mean, God. she is amazing. She uh, owns the set. Just a, yeah, just the picture perfect, like Hollywood starlet. Like, in my opinion, right up there with like the Sophie Lorenz and like, you know, those characters of the olden mm-hmm. days. 
and John Asson, and they're together, and they have this chemistry. They really do. And like, you know, when the, you know how the camera will like cut away to the next scene in a sitcom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever caught this throughout rewatching these, but like the way that Gomez was like looking at Morticia like lustfully, like he would do that, and then the camera would kind of like cut away. Did, right. you, did you notice that? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. he would be like admiring her, like almost checking her out, like up and down. You know, like I'm about to, I'm, we're about to get it on. You know what I mean? Okay, and so you here's some it, behind you know? the scenes stuff. So, three things. One, John Aston and Carolyn Jones were apparently, according to IMDb trivia, always sexually attracted to each other, but didn't do anything about it. Oh. Um, they were the first TV couple or like married couple to do any kind of like physical attraction or like sexual chemistry, anything on TV. Sure. Um, but even though he'd always kiss her arms, he never kissed her on the lips. And apparently, freaking Carolyn Jones was getting a divorce from Aaron Spelling when the show started. Oh, wow. I definitely didn't know that last one. Right? Yeah. Dan was like, who's Aaron Spelling? And I was like, kill me right now. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, yeah, I watched a, a little like mini documentary on YouTube a few days ago to prep for this as well. And it was really interesting to, see, to hear the cast talk about some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were interviewing John Asson, and he didn't talk about his attraction to Carolyn Jones, but he did talk about how the chemistry was so natural for them and that they genuinely cared about, you know, lifting up the other one's characters on the show. Uh, you know, so if you ever like are rewatching the scenes, it just is interesting to me how, you know, Gomez would go to so such great lengths to lift up Morticia and vice versa. Depend, right? Depending on who the lead arc was in that episode. Do you know what I mean? Well, so as so many things in this show are repulsive to us, like the things that they derive enjoyment from, the fam- the familial bonds and all of their relationships are like hashtag goals. Yeah, I agree. They're everything that you would want and it picture. And that's kind of like the crux of the show. And that's why it's so endearing is because all of these characters are pretty much really well developed and there's not... There is one character that I out and out do not like, and then the rest of them, like, they range from, like, the worst is just very okay. Right, right. Yeah, I tend to find bright spots in all of them. I mean, there's a couple characters that I could definitely do without, uh, but I feel like they're also so pivotal to the Adams family as a, as a core group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely have my favorites. I mean... Okay, well, who are your favorites? Uh, I mean, leaps and bounds, like, 10,000 miles ahead of everybody else's Morticia. Um, just for so many different reasons. I mean, she's so confident and sexy and smart and witty. And obviously she has the motherly thing going because she really, really cares about her family and about her children. Um, she's so like quick witted and kind of dismissive of stuff that she's not really into, which I love. She's like I said earlier, she's just a pure queen. Um, but she's my absolute favorite and also love Carolyn Jones that portrays her. I mean, I already mentioned, I feel like she's one of the true Hollywood starlets from the old era. Uh, you know, she's my favorite. I think I love the Wednesday Adams, but I think I love her more from like a pop culture standpoint because on the show she did take kind of a back seat. Um, she did, but I feel like she's one of my favorite like recurring characters because that little girl had so much charisma and was so cute and i didn't I feel agree. like she was an annoying child actress in fact like mm-hmm. the second to last episode of season two i don't know if you watched it mm-hmm. but like lurch has a crush on somebody oh, so yeah, he's teaching her to teach teacher her. to dance and, yeah yeah yes and she was dancing so fucking well oh, like, that I was, was awesome impressed. yeah that was awesome and then lurch 
Lurch was dancing. Oh my god, Winston Lurch of, dancing. That was one of the ones my son watched with oh me, my god. and he was like, "Man, she's getting it." And I'm like, she "Yeah." She was getting it. So then there was, that actually reminds me. There was a couple things in watching the series all the way through that I noticed that the movies paid homage to or like made nods to that I never noticed. Mm-hmm. Like there's one episode where Fester has a pen pal coming. Right. And he like gets a toupee or whatever and like which is like Adam's family too, but then the pen pal comes and it turns out that she's been married five times and all of her like husbands are all dead and so it's like very Debbie Jelinski vibes. Okay. Um and then there was like the whole Wednesday and Lurch dancing, which they did in the first one, and he's like spinning her around, right. which is so cute. Right. I, yeah. Um, what, what's interesting about Wednesday Adams and why? I mean, she's one of my favorite characters for sure. But when I was watching the show back just in the last few weeks, I was surprised, I guess, to realize like she wasn't more of a of a pivotal character in the show because as pop culture has grown over the last you know several decades. Wednesday Adams, it could be argued, might might be the Adams that like the majority of newcomers know. You know what I mean? Really? Like she's such a pop culture phenomenon. I feel like Wednesday Adams. You know, like my. I don't feel like she's more than Gomez and Morticia. Well, you and I are coming from a different era, though. That's what I'm. Oh st- fuck you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. I'm saying like my daughter, I think, knows Wednesday before she knows Morticia. I mean, I would ask her, but I would I would not be surprised. Oh my! The things that listen. So I've told somebody like that I used to work with. I think they were like 10, 15 years younger than me. But I was like, yeah, I met Polly Shore. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like Polly from the Jersey Shore. And I was like, fucking wow. kill me right now. No, please stop. No, just kill me. I'm done. Totally, Polly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is hypothetical. I'm not sure. I just sure. I feel like. I mean, but would you say it's fair to say that the Wednesday Adams character has really changed? Like, she was so sweet and kind of like... She's much more bubbly and vivacious and stuff like that on the TV show than she is in any yeah, of the movie Yeah, she's much more dark and like... You know, like I was just watching this cartoon I was telling you about that my son and I saw last year. Mm-hmm. And it's on Amazon, so I threw it on and just kind of watched a little bit of that with him tonight. And, you know, that Wednesday Adams, just for example, which is the most recent version of her, is sleeps in a bed with a guillotine. <laughs> that's just how she sleeps you know what I mean so I don't know I just feel like Wednesday's kind of like grown more than any of the other characters like she's kind of changed um, I get that from a personality standpoint which I don't know I guess I was just not expecting that when I was watching the show back because obviously I didn't remember it from you know 30 years ago when I saw it initially well um, no but yeah I love this her this show is fucking old by the way yeah it really is I was born in 75 and it came out before me so it's it's old yeah yeah i'm i'm old so i'm i'm the <laughs> the test yeah. the test for that i mean my back is hurting right now so i don't really have any room to fucking talk <laughs> what happened i was podcasting with gerald i threw my back out <laughs> I, my back just hurts all the time and then like i did that dry run at the salon today so like yeah. i was on my feet for the first time in six months for more than 10 minutes so yeah well mortician wednesday for me who are your favorite i'm curious um okay so gomez his John Aston's eyes deserve an Emmy nomination. Like the sure. shit the eye work he's doing in this show is amazing. I love his charisma. Like him and Morticia together, like the combined star power are easily number one. But Lurch's groans and eye rolls made him like a solid yeah. like second place for me. Like he was so salty. And then Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Gomez and Morticia tied at first, Lurch, and then Wednesday. Yeah. No. Lurch is good. Lurch is good. I, 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 He's just, my ugh. son, um, I mean, I guess I'll ask you. I mean, so 
What do you? Th- I mean, what do you think? Do you think Lurch is like a Frankenstein thing that somebody made? Do you think he's a dude? Do you think I, he's I dead? Think he is, I think he's just born that way, baby. I'm just asking what you think because my son is trying to get me. I have me- to assume that everybody like it's just, it's just a weird dude. weirdo dna transylvania dna like they fucking breeded right. with dracula back in the day and they're like <laughs> right. the hillbilly cousins of dracula well my son is like basically trying to get me to admit that lurch is dead or like a frankenstein monster and i'm lurch, like i don't I'm think like, lurch I don't is know. dead i, I mean I don't did think you see so. him drop down to the <laughs> ground with wednesday like I mean, I there's told, no way yeah i told him i'm like i don't think so i think and then he's like well he's like maybe like he's like frankenstein then he, I do like, get I don't very know, Frankenstein vibes from him because he's like super slow and stiff moving and like doesn't really speak. He more like uh, I also love run. how I also love how he's so like huge and burly and just kind of like <laughs> like emotionless. Right. And then whenever they ring the bell, uh, he just appears and he's like, you yes. rang <laughs> like it literally takes him one second to get there. He's literally just waiting right <laughs> off of fucking. Yeah like shot yeah, oh that. and then my fourth favorite i think maybe even higher than wednesday's thing i love thing things good i like the episode where he gets the love interest the other the, oh my god the female they hand take him away. yeah 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 that's good oh how like there's just so much weird shit in this world and it's not explained it just is and that's the beauty of it i, re- I saw on that documentary too that um the thing is the same actor that that did um Lurch. Yeah, Lurch, yes. Unless they were in the same scene together. Yeah, I saw that. And then on IMDb, thing is credited as itself. Nice, nice. <laughs> Fucking kills Sometimes me. it's left-handed, sometimes it's right-handed. It's just saw, whatever's convenient too. for this right. scene. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh. Who are some of your least favorite characters? Um, I mean, I, I like them all for different reasons, but I guess the one that I'm not crazy about is Fester. Uh, Uncle, okay. Uncle Fester. I don't know, I just... I don't know. I just don't. I, he doesn't like. He, he's not funny to me. You know, all the other characters have. In, I'm endeared to them for different like comedic qualities, and it's a comedy show, obviously at its core. Mm-hmm. And he just never really made me laugh on his own bits. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not that I dislike him. He would probably just be my least favorite. Dude, you're, you're gonna be mad at me because Ophelia. It- the Carolyn Jones doppelganger role is my least. I cannot stand the Ophelia but stories. But that's like, Carolyn Jones, so I'm all about it. So I'm all about it. Um, I know, but like she is just like so over the top, and all of the episodes with her or like the extended family and stuff like that in them just they drag for me. They don't do anything interesting, and then they just like kind of harp over the same thing. Like that two parter thing in the first mm-hmm. or in the second season was a fucking chore to get through I oh that's the one that it. you wanted to specifically ask me yeah. about right? oh did you happen to recognize morticia's mom oh of course uh yeah no of course margaret margaret hamilton yeah yes and actually you messaged me about that and i was like okay i'll check it out and then as soon as i saw the name for the episode i remembered uh loving that episode so much you know why do you know why i remembered that episode so much why? Because Carolyn Jones is dressed as fucking Wednesday Adams. Oh, yeah, uh, in the beginning. Basically, you know what I mean? So I was like, holy I shit, I love this. Um, but then he was like, how old are you? She was 22. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I don't make it. Okay, you're doing it, not me. I, I, I didn't say, no, no, no. 
I, it's fine. She's 22, everybody. Yeah, that's but all right. But then, oh, also, another nod from the movies. So Gomez in that two-parter is, like, sickly and stuff like that, kind of like the Wednesday Adams love interest from Adams Family Values. Yeah, I need to rewatch those. Um, I feel like you do, because there's a lot of I stuff. I really like, want to. I appreciate, even though it's derived, and I... The reason that I'm okay with some of the liberties that are taken between the different iterations of Adam's family is because it all comes from the same source material of that single frame comic or that single pane comic. Yeah. So you can take certain lib- liberties with it. Like in this TV show, Mama is Gomez's mom right. and Fester is uh, Morticia's uncle. Right. So like there's little like it's little differences which don't really matter, mm-hmm. but it's nice when they kind and of the, like and, pay respect to each other. And then in the movies. Fester's Gomez's brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just I, haven't you seen never those. Really know, but I, think I haven't seen. Them. I haven't seen Go those. Ahead. I was going to say I wish I had seen those before we recorded this because I probably haven't seen the movies in like five or six years. But I mean, I grew up on the Adams Family, the first one, and my dad is always one of those people that's like. He likes the original, and he will not take any remake or anything like fucking Robin Hood. He gets so mad. Like, I, he saw the Mel Brooks one one time, and he would never let me rent it again. He was so pissed. Oh, okay. Even though he loves Mel Brooks, but anyhow, he was not into seeing his hero like that. Well, I get it. Um, I get it. Especially today's day and age, because they remake everything, you know? And they rarely get yeah. it right. So, I, I mean, I... So, he's not a fan of the movies, even though I think that that's some fucking phenomenal casting in those movies for those parts. Yeah, that's cool. I, uh... I need to rewatch them. I, you know, I wasn't like giant, like in love with Angelica Houston for the casting of Morticia, just because I was that was so near and dear to me. And I, I don't know, I just I felt like that was a different um, approach to Morticia yes. than Carolyn Jones was. Carolyn Jones was much more kind of like a sexy debutante almost, and Angelica Houston was much more kind of like that witch character. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I did love her. I did love her. I just thought it was very, very different from what I was, what I was used to. Do you know what I mean? No, that's fair. Okay, so you said you really liked the second season. I really liked. I liked the first season right off the jump. Like I thought it, the okay. mere episode of trying to get the kids into school and not realizing what can of worms they were opening with that. Yeah was fucking great and then like the gate slamming behind everybody and as soon as like the first couple episodes you get everybody walking into the entryway and seeing like they go to like close up to all the different oddities and they step on the polar bear rug and it growls like <laughs> all that shit was fucking cracking me up yeah it was, so like it, it they was, had me early on yeah it was grow. it grew on me like i said i mean i don't know i just i have a tough time with shows with a laugh track I lo- see. I I don't know. Maybe because I was so used to have, but you did too. I don't know. The laugh track never bothers me. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm so far removed for, from it now or what. But but like I said earlier, after a few episodes, I was just kind of like used to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is probably what happened when I saw it as a kid. Is I didn't even notice it. So probably. it didn't take long before I was kind of like not even. It wasn't even acknowledging that it was there, and I was fine. I settled. I settled in back into it. Um, but yeah, they, they had to really, cause what's, what you don't, you might not, what people might not realize is like, they're dealing with regular shit, like that any family would deal with, like sending their kids to school, you know, uh, somebody's getting married and you're trying to, you know, you're playing matchmaker, like, you know, uh, there's that one episode where Pugsley joins the Boy Scouts or wants to join the Boy oh Scouts. Oh, my God. And then they bring the psychiatrist over. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. What does uh, Gomez say? He's like, this isn't some childish prank, like trying to set the house on fire. 
<laughs> oh my there was one episode i was watching where wednesday and pugsley were trying to get a job and so like some neighbor was like i'll pay you 50 cents to clean out the attic and trim the hedges and clean my car inside and out and so he's like we'll be gone for a few hours and the wife was like don't you think you could have at least paid them 75 cents for all that work yeah well of course they come back and pugsley has like blown up the whole attic because he wanted everything cleared out with his dynamite caps and then like washed the car inside and out with like the hose and everything like it's <laughs> just mayhem yeah there's always like and there's like situational episodes with neighbors and stuff like that right but i really like the episodes that focused more with just the main adams family yeah me too i think i did too i like that as well i there were some like one-off episodes that i enjoyed that brought in other characters but i think it always came back to me wanting to see more of those characters together uh and their dynamic particularly like mortesha and gomez if i'm being honest I, I just thought they had such a great relationship and they were so, it was so romantic, right? They were so in yes. love and they were like each other's like soulmate and you were seeing it every week, you know? That's one thing about the show. So like there's things where I would like get through little lulls and I'd have to give myself a break because this is not a series that was ever intended to be binged or streaming and watched like back to back to back. You're meant to have a good deal of time in between each episode. Mm. So, like, otherwise, it does get a little bit formulaic and it gets a little bit repetitive with some of the setups and stuff for each episode. Right, right. But, like, there were one-offs. Like, there was the one episode, I don't know if you watched it, where they did, like, the midnight picnic and they basically, like, were out moon bathing and everything. Oh, yeah. And, like, Gomez is laying out in his damn <laughs> one-piece <laughs> bathing suit or whatever. Yeah. And Morticia's got, like, some fucking veil on because she doesn't want to get burned by the moon. Oh, she's the best, dude. And when they go on walk, she comes in with her black umbrella, you know? Yes. It's just the best. She's the literally the best. You're selling me. I, like, I always liked Carolyn Jones, but I feel like she does a good job of letting other people shine as well mm -hmm. instead of just hogging, yeah, like, for or, sure. like, kind of hamming it up. For sure. No question. Uh, I, you know, I, ha I have great memories from old cinema and some movies that she was into, like the Elvis films that we mentioned. She was in a 1958, I want to say 58, uh, horror movie called Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is one of my favorite like sci-fi horror films. Mm -hmm. She played one of the kind of helpless victims, if you will, in that movie. Uh, okay, one, before one, she did. was before Final Girls existed, but she, That's she what was I'm a saying. Final Girl. Like, that was of its time. Like, of course, she was the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just have really fond memories of her and seeing her in a lot of old stuff. Um, you know, much like, you know, like the Janet Lees and Psycho and things like that. She's just got that mm -hmm. old school kind of like Hollywood vibe. And then when you pair that with Adam's family, it just fits so well that she would be in this kind of old school kind of gothic vibe do you know what i mean and she really really embodied that so well i thought i agree i think that they're the casting for the show even in the theme song when it's showing the different clips of people and they're just giving their crazy looks or like dead eyes or whatever <laughs> right. the theme song just cracks me up every time and they can really like their characters all come alive like there's nobody who's doing a bad job right right i agree granny i, I, agree. I could deal without mama she's she's fine because she's in small doses Fester, I agree, he's a little bit much. But I feel like most of the episodes revolve around Morticia Gomez, Fester, and Lurch. And then everybody else is kind of like extra. Yeah, I wish the kids, because, uh, you know, these these kids, particularly Wednesday, weren't insufferable like child actors, I didn't think. Like, I, I, was, no. I was okay with them whenever they were featured. But they just weren't given a lot to do. Um, and when you look ahead to other Adams Family stuff that's come out, like the movies and the animated 
film that I was talking about, like the the children are like front and center. So I don't know. I feel like had the show gone on and the kids started to get a little bit older, that they probably yeah. would have started to have more, you know, incorporation into the story. But that's one thing that I would have loved to have seen them kind of brought in a little bit more because they would just kind of show up and they would be like at the end of the episode when they're like wrapping everything up with a nice big bow. You know what I mean? That kind of made me feel like child labor laws, maybe, but then it, it was could the be. 60s, so it was the Wild West of, like, you know, rights. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I saw the girl that played Wednesday interviewed in that documentary, and, she, you know, uh, I want to say she was, like, in her 50s now, and she was talking about, she was talking about how, I mean, she didn't mention the labor laws, but she was just talking about how they were so good to her, and, you know, how they really took care of her, and, like, John Aston was, like, a second father to her, and, like, they had pictures of them on the set together, and... Um, it just felt like a really tight knit community there on the Adams family. That's freaking awesome. So what are some of your favorite episodes, favorite moments, anything that you look back on that you love? Well, at the, or at can... the risk of, no, I mean, we've, unfortunately, are you going to fucking give me some more Carolyn Jones stuff? <laughs> I was going to say at the risk of fucking sounding like a broken record. I love her. I'm gonna, okay. Uh, I'm turning into but... a drinking game now. Every time you say Carolyn Jones, I'm taking a drink. But uh, what I was going to say is, unfortunately, we've kind of already mentioned all my favorites, but I love, I mean, come on, dude. Carolyn Jones is Wednesday Adams. That's it. That's it. So Morticia's Romance. Um, I love the one, I want to say might be called Lurch's Romance, but the one that we mentioned where Wednesday is teaching him the dance and he's cor- so he's courting cute. trivia, which is Morticia's best friend. That's an actress, an up and coming actress in Hollywood, you know, uh, yeah. that one's really good. I didn't like the final episode. Um, I did not either. I was there like, was an Ophelia oh. episode, and I found myself, I was like taking my notes and like con- consolidating notes I'd taken for the show that I didn't even remember or like realize the show, the episode had ended. I was like, oh shit, yeah. that was the last episode. What happened? I was like, oh man, this is, this is it. Um, and then the only other one that comes to mind that we haven't mentioned quite yet is I really like the one where Morticia is trying to get in good with like the neighborhood moms or whatever. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about is she like wants yeah. to be part of like the neighborhood mom's club you know and the book club and everything and that's so it's such a funny premise to me because obviously she's so different um oh yeah that's I love that there's two things that are recurring themes like one the Adams is always I guess rationalize why everybody else would be being weird and it's not them it's everybody else and then two is that fucking Gomez Adams can throw any amount of money on the table and people will sell their souls or their morals or whatever they promised themselves they would never do again and involve themselves back with this family because the money is just too good. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of my favorite moments, uh, there was the one episode where Lurch becomes a pop star that I found <laughs> oh, yeah. so fucking ridiculous. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, there was an outro where Morticia is knitting and Gomez asked her like what she's knitting. She's, oh, it's for Wednesday's boyfriend. He's the invisible man's son. And so Wednesday's leaving. She's like, say goodbye to Woodrow. And like the little, like she's walking out and like the invisible boy says bye. And Morticia's like, I guess I better finish this because he's real. (laughs) He really is there. (laughs) <laughs> wow. And then there was uh, one of the fucking just a stupid little scene where Gomez is deep sea fishing in the living room and he catches a boot like shit like that. Mm-hmm, yeah, they're just doing so like whenever he would be doing his Zen yogi and stuff like that and reading the newspaper, all of those stupid little recurring things I found so amusing. 
Yeah, I did too. I did too. I, I love that they were so dedicated to those little silly things that they were like, yep, we're going to do this constantly. We're just going to keep doing this over and over again. Uh, I already mentioned the one that I I want to say happened, if I could be wrong, but I want to say happened in every episode was when Morticia would speak French and Gomez would just like go crazy and start, you know. Oh, yeah. There was one where he said something in French. She's like, I spoke French. I wish you'd said it. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then there was one when Fester said it. And then Fester was like, I better leave now. <laughs> Fester left. Um, yeah, I, I love that recurring one, too. Because, again, it just goes back to their romance and just how in love with her he was. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the kind of marriage that everybody i would assume would yeah, love to have absolutely no question you want your partner to be fucking obsessed with you to some degree right i agree not not full tilt though like i don't know if i can handle him being up my ass 24 7 like that well i don't know it's good man i'm Adams. just saying that's a, i mean that's he's a lot. rich <laughs> <sighs> that's not enough for me uh, oh there was another episode in season two where Wednesday has a crush on a boy in her class, and so she's going around to all of the m- members of her family, and they're giving her love advice. And so Morticia dresses her up in a little mini Morticia dress. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember then, that one. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, you should curtsy. She goes, in this dress? Yeah, I like, love I it. I see what you mean. I love it, yeah. And then, and then uh, she's got like a little gun and like some love dust, and she's just like running around the house, like, but can only go so fast because she's got that little tight dress on, just like... Uh, yep. I, I don't know if you ever saw it. I mean, you could probably Google it right now, actually, and, and find it if you wanted to. But there was that thing that Christina Ricci did as kind of like an homage to that episode. But she dressed up as Morticia. And, you know, Christina Ricci was Wednesday in the yes. movies. And I remember that being kind of an iconic image. I want to say oh. she did that or that may have been a fan art where somebody drew her as Morticia. I feel like I but, saw her dressed as Morticia. Maybe it was in Adam's Family Values. I feel like I've seen that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That feels familiar. But that's really cool when they do that. Yeah, I love that. Um, what other running gags or anything like that did you get a kick out of, uh, if I'm, anything? I mean, the basics. You know, you rang, uh, Lurch just appearing on screen <laughs> immediately. It was always <laughs> a trip to me. Uh, you know, Cousin It was cool, um, which yes. which you mentioned Margaret Hamilton earlier, and that was one of the actors that was one of the munchkins in The Wizard of Oz in there. I uh, can't remember the actor's name for some reason, but he was in The Wizard of Oz, and he played Cousin It. We? Um, yeah, but, those, you know, I mean, all the all the ones that we've kind of mentioned already. So I had one, it was a subtle one that I noticed uh, one part and Dan noticed it another, but, like, during episodes, randomly, there would be, like, in transition music, they would use, like, da-da-da-da-da, and at one point, like, people were arriving at the house and they had the car di- car door slam on bop bop like with the music oh okay and another point like morticia was giving somebody a stuffed vulture and the vulture screeched on the bop bop like the snap snaps so it was like little musical notes that were augmented by what was happening on the screen i thought was a nice little subtle fun thing that they did yeah i, agree. I don't know if i explained that super no good, you explained it good and actually as you were explaining it, i could picture some of those in my head so well done well done but yeah that, that, that was really cool and they would also do this thing too which was a product of the time and this is almost going to sound like a critique of the show but i understand it was 1964 but where they were trying to sync up with the music so i don't know if you ever noticed those there would be moments when they would slow down 
it would be like slow motion of whatever the actors were doing, and then it would speed back up when it was in sync with the music. Did you notice that? <laughs> I saw so they did some of that stuff, but I felt like <laughs> some of it was times. done on purpose for comedic effect. Yeah, okay, maybe. Like yeah. there was a lot of stuff. Like whenever they did the U ring, they would shake the camera to show like the whole house right, shaking and right, shit like right, that. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. Like I loved that. Um, there was another oh another running gag they did whenever they were contacting a spirit from the spirit world. It would be like. Knock four times and ring twice and howl four three times if you mean yes. And then they would change it. Like, and the person who was supposed to be giving the signs was so fucking confused. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I loved the physical comedy of seeing Lurch in its room. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. Um, what would you change or do differently, if anything? More, more of the kids. I mean, more of when, mm-hmm. more of Wednesday Adams, really. Um, I don't know. I'm just so used to her in pop culture now, and Christina Ricci just really just made that character iconic. I feel like in the '90s, and it's she did, and it's carried on, you know, to today. So, I just wish I could see more of that old school Wednesday and kind of that snarky humor that we're that we're kind of used to, that biting humor. Um, and then I don't know. I guess it would have been cool for them to venture outside of the Adams Mansion more often. You know, on location yeah, in different some places. Some of the episodes like that, like there was like that Hilliard guy always seemed to be getting the fucking short. Like they had the school guy that they always dealt with, the insurance guy that they always dealt with, and then some other guy. And they would mainly stick to those same people when they had to deal with like have episodes dealing with people outside the family. Right. Like could you? So like that was dope. Like could you imagine the Adams family like going grocery shopping, for example? You know, just somebody's like, got to be doing. Who's going? How are they? Well, where do you order freaking like souffle of aardvark? I don't know. Yeah, they're just like, are they just picking up roadkill? Is that how they're getting their fucking? Because I know there was several episodes where like Gomez and Morticia would be coming home from a walk or whatever. So I know they're out and about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but we just didn't get to see it. So uh, oh, that was another running gag. By the way, is all their weird food that they would talk about eating, like the grossest shit ever. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, disgusting. All right. Um. Oh, things that I would do differently. I'm not a fan of the Ophelia episodes. Mm. Um, she's just like, they, I don't know, man. She just doesn't do it for me. I, I get that it's a trope of the 60s. Like, they did it on Bewitched where Samantha played her cousin. Like, it's just one of those, like, they figured out you could have the same actress in the same scene, kind of. Right. Uh, it just doesn't work for me, and I don't like the character at all. I find her really grating. Mm-hmm. I don't like that the last episode is we can't find this woman a man, so we got to figure out what she's gonna do with her life, and she sucks at everything. <laughs> right. And that's the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. that was the last episode. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Um, there were some really not great filler. I guess there. I mean, a lot of these are filler episodes because they don't really contribute to a main overarching story. But, like, there was a robot butler episode. Yeah, that was a weird one. (sighs) Space race, right? It was during the space race. They're trying to be relevant, I guess. I guess, yeah, it was 66. Yeah. Yeesh. All right, Gerald, I think I know. I Actually, I don't know if you're going to marry or bang Carolyn Jones, but I'm curious to find out. Who you're going to marry, who you're going to bang, and who you're going to kill. Uh, both. So I'm going to cheat. What are you kidding me? What are you kidding me? I'm going to I'm gonna bang Ophelia. I'm going to marry Morticia. I mean, what do you think I'm going to do here? I mean, it's Carolyn Jones twice. It's double, it's double pleasure. Um, and then what do I have to do? I kill somebody too, right? So yeah, you got to kill somebody. I probably, you know, I actually thought about this because I'm like, 
But I, I guess I got to kill Gomez because I don't want him to. <gasps> I don't want him to steal Morticia from me. I gotta be. Oh I gotta me, me and Morticia God. forever. So it's all about Carolyn Jones for me. That's why. You cannot do that to John Aston. <laughs> that is so fucked up. It would really probably be Fester if I'm being honest. But okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll do Fester. That's fine. All right, so I'm going to bang Gomez because he looks like he'd be pretty attentive and give a crap about like how I'm doing. Yeah, so good for him. Some good robes and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just chill. Um, I'm going to marry Lurch because he and I can judge people together. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill Ophelia, but I'll wait until you've had your way with her. Okay, I was going to say, what? where are we at on this? Okay, all right. <laughs> you can have first takes because like, <laughs> uh, well, I guess I got to bang Gomez before you kill him. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I knew. I I didn't know if you were going to see that plot twist coming, but I was like, I didn't. I, was I like, didn't. I don't Carolyn know how Jones I didn't is playing two characters here. That I can do this now. So great. Oh my god, mm-hmm. you're a disaster. Yeah, I'm um, the worst. Oh, I was going to say plug your stuff, but I do want to tell everybody mm-hmm. that I've recently scheduled next month's episode. So next month I'm going to be having on a new guest. Mm. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Netflix run of Daredevil. So Sam Hurley from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs is going to be joining me next month for Daredevil. And I'm pretty pumped. I can actually start watching now. It's still October and that kind of like fits into my Halloween because he's in costume. Sam's a great dude. I love Sam. He's been on my my show a couple of times. He's an awesome guy. It's a great conversation. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. So anybody who hasn't seen Daredevil, at least watch seasons one and three. Mm Mm-hmm. Season two, you can skip if you don't have time. Gerald, where and what are you doing and where can the people find you? Well, they can find me. Uh, the easiest way is probably just go to social media. If you go on Twitter, it's two peas on a pod and that's T-W-O spelled out. And then we are on Facebook and Instagram as two peas on a podcast. And uh, I mean, you know the deal, actually. We just do a fun top five show. We have a different guest host every week that counts down a top five in movies, music, TV and pop culture. This month in October, we do all horror, spooky-themed episodes. So we have another one coming out. Uh, I know this will already be it out, but tomorrow we have our scariest movie moments coming out. And then at the end of the month, we'll be doing our horror game changers with Paul from Australia from The Countdown. Uh, so yeah, just check us out. Top five. We keep it fun. We keep it light. And we try to have a good time. So hopefully you guys will too. And if you have an extra dollar or three or five to contribute to Gerald's patron, he is torturing Dan and I by making us watch Halloween movies right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're not on those episodes with us. You'd be cussing Fuck, me out. I have to, like, I can't go in the room because you would I would be will... cussing me out. The this editing would been... be brutal. <laughs> Let me tell you. So I have, this is also my first time watching any of the Halloween movies. <laughs> I've literally seen none of them. And... Did you watch all of them? I have wasted them? my time. I have watched every single one that Dan has watched. Well, you're going to end on a high note. I'm not impressed. You're going to end on a high note. I'm not note. a fan. You're going to end on a high note. It's not my bag, baby. I'm not, but then uh, again, like, I'm not a fan well, of the slasher movies. Like like my first slasher-ish first movie that I really enjoyed right. and like, de- like Scream was my big deal. When I was a little kid, like eight or nine, Uh-oh. I would go to my best friend's house on the weekends and she, her mom would let us rent scary movies. So she would rent all the really fucked up shit, Children of the Corn, Leprechaun, fucking all this shit and make me watch it with her. And I would have to go, if I had to go to the bathroom, her hallway was like the longest hallway and the bathroom was all the way at the end and everybody would be asleep. So I'd have to walk down this long, dark hallway all by myself. So like, maybe that's why I'm not liking it. Cause like I've been scarred since a young age. Oh, well then I well then I feel really bad now. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> what am I doing to you? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I mean, my wife's not into horror either, so I'm doing it all by myself over here. So, Well, like, I like Halloween movies, and I like thrillers, and I like scary movies, but slashers you can't just do slashers, aren't my really. thing. I got you. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, you know, Dan's making me do Harry Potter next month. You've seen those, I assume. Yeah, I've seen all... And, uh, so I saw Harry Potter for the first time in college before I read any of the books, and I was not into it, so I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Okay. Well, I'm not big into, like... I love Game of Thrones, but I mean, typically speaking, this I'm not so big different. into like fantasy, kind of like medieval fantasy crap. I'm not really into. So I don't know. We'll this, see. This, I feel like without reading the books, you're not going to get as much enjoyment out of it as you could if you'd read the books first and then, which is the opposite of usually what I do when I have like, when there's a movie and book option. I usually say, watch the movie first and then read the book because you'll get more out of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're not going to get shit out of these movies compared to what you'll get out of the books if you ever read them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's it. Well, it's been on my that's my it's whole been on my to do list. It's been on my to do list for a while, and I feel like my son can watch most of them with me now, so that'll be cool. Yeah, he can watch all of them with you, actually. Okay, sweet. I don't think that there's anything that's. I mean, he's already watched fucking Jaws. He's fine. <laughs> are you, he's fucking fine. Are with you Harry judging Potter. my parenting? <laughs> no, I'm saying uh, you're not. already like well. <laughs> I mean, I watched too young, but like, no, you're already like building up that little callus. Like he'll be fine. Yeah, he's good. He's good. All right, G Money. That's it for this spooky episode. Yes, Adam's family, Carolyn Jones, please. Yes. Is she dead? I think, but her ghost could come hang with me. Oh my god! I was just watching Ghostbusters, and uh, Dan Aykroyd got a BJ from a ghost. So yeah, there you go. Possible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I hope your wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, in uh, all seriousness, though, thank you so much for having me. I enjoy watching these reruns, and I always enjoy talking to you. So, thank you so much. I heart you, Gerald. And isn't it nice to be on a podcast where people are nice to you? I know. Finally, jeez! <laughs> finally, somebody in your household over there is treating me friendly. Wow. I'm the only one, and I'll remain the only one, especially after Dan hears this. He'll continue to be mean to you, if not meaner. <laughs> and I'll just keep getting him into film festivals. and I know. You know. But you made him watch the Rob Zombie movies as a fucking double feature, so. Yeah, that's true. I threw those in there, too. They, they weren't initially going to be in the series, but. Uh, 2018 better be fucking good, Oh, it's good. good. It's real good. It fucking better be. It's real good. H2O wasn't bad. I'll give you that. Yeah. uh, 78, 2018, and H2O are the the three standouts from the series. Out of how many, bro? 11. If you count zombies. And you you stand this franchise? You stand this franchise. Well, now, hold on now. You want to do a whole thing? We can do it. I said they're the three standouts. Um, I don't count. Ro- you have shit on a lot of the movies. Okay, so Resurrection you oh, shit on. Resurrection's a five you pain shit on. Ass. Six you shit I on. I don't count the zombie films. First of all, so there's nine. Okay, really. so okay, so, so there's nine. So there's three that you just shit on. Was five, six, and seven. Five, six. Not so seven's technically H two O. Resurrection, isn't it? Uh, um, oh. no, it's H two O. Okay, so then eight is Resurrection. That's correct. Yep, and then nine would be the 2018 film. Okay. Yeah. So I hate. Oh wait, and also the, hate, se- the season of the witch. I you hated, love the season of the witch. I loved oh. it. I loved it. Yeah, Dan hated it. I loved it. Um. Of course you did. It was so, the old dude getting with a young girl. As, yeah, exactly. And she was a fem fembot. So what are you gonna do? Uh, five, six, and um, 
Those two I hate, and then Resurrection. Those three. So three out of the nine I hate. That's not bad. <laughs> and you like three, and then three are middling. <laughs> so really, you're only shooting oh, like a 33-ish percent. You know, that's my franchise. What am I going to do? I mean, that explains a lot. All right. Keep, All right. keep, being, nice, keep being nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I will always be nice to you. All right, Couch Potatoes, that's it for us. Check us out next month when we've got Sam Hurley and talking about Daredevil. Deuces, motherfuckers. Dance, how they wanna dance, kick and they slap a friend. Out of family. Cause a nigga got on the floor, 
speaking and thinking about the Adams family. They don't hurt anyone. They just like to have fun.